Outlaws Network. Hi, this is Devin Track from the Freebooters Network. Today we bring you another episode of Geek Fights. In this episode, we're joined by Josh Van Valkenburg and Andy Rucker from Exploding Dice Radio. We hope you enjoy the show. Welcome to Geek Fights, the Ponzi scheme of podcasting. I'm Damon Shaw. With me, as always, is Mr. Mike Ortiz. Mike, what, what are we? What are we doing? Well, uh, tonight we are discussing the best comedy. It's a big topic, a big idea. Best comedy movie, specifically. Um, we took uh, thirty-two movies, uh, all chosen by the panel. Uh, put them into brackets. Uh, we're all going to vote on them. Decide what is the best comedy. Uh, this is going to be a weird one. There's, there's, there's no logic to how we do this. I mean, that's the problem with comedy. Um, whatever reason, whatever criteria you choose, um, what's actually funniest, what's actually the best objective movie. Uh, going to be a lot of, uh, a lot of, you know, I'd love this when I was a kid sort of stuff. Uh, whatever you want, any kind of uh, weird psychological baggage, any, any, any rationale. That's what we call geek logic. Um, it's whatever works for you. It doesn't even have to work for you. You can just pick whatever you want. Uh, just, but just remember, good geek logic can sway people's votes, but not always the way you want. So, Damon, who's joining us tonight? Well, this, it's not evening. It's morning. Why did you say tonight? Are you just reading whatever it is? You can say Yeah, but today. see, people might be uh, listening in the evening. Nobody's listening to a geek fight at night. They're listening during the day. I always listen at night. Why do you listen at Friday city? night geek fight. <laughs> see? Okay. All right. All right. Joining us tonight. See? There we go. I'll say tonight. Mr. Joshua Van Volkenberg. Hey, oh. Andy Rucker. Hey, everybody. How's it going? And from the Freebooters Network, it's Devram Track. Hi, everyone. Who's that? That was beautiful, by the way. Very nicely done. <laughs> oh, there's going to be plenty of singing in this episode. <laughs> We're going to start the fights right now. Josh, this one is yours. Oh, this this one's easy for me. Maybe not for you. It is something about Mary versus Team America World Police. Uh, well, something about Mary was um, really funny when it came out. I don't think I've seen it since I saw it in the theaters, um, but I don't think I'll ever forget um, the like the nutsack up on top in the zipper or whatever. Um, that's that's uh, something that sticks with you. Um, Team America World Police. Um, I don't I don't really remember anything about it other than it was like kind of a Thunderbirds thing. Um, um, whatever. I'll, I'll go with something about Mary. Mr. Ortiz. I'm also going to go with something about Mary. Uh, in, in a personal sense, I, I did think it was a very funny movie. A lot of it was because it was part of, of actually a fantastic geek weekend um, uh, in the early days of, of us hanging out um, with, at the Chicago Comic-Con. Um, but it, it is, it's just really, really funny. I never really thought Team America was that, was that great. Um, maybe it was oversold by the time it got to me. Maybe I just don't find puppet humor to be particularly funny. Um, if we were going to have a, a, a Matt and Trey movie on here, I would have much rather seen uh, South Park, um, Bigger, Longer, Uncut, or whatever the subtitle is. Uh, so I'll vote for something about Mary. Devram? 
Uh, so, right off the bat, we've got a tough fight for me. Um, I love Team America World Police. I mean, it's such an over-the-top, stupid movie, but there's just something about it that is just absolutely hilarious for me. Um, the depiction of Americans as these yahoos who think they're doing such an excellent job, but all they do is end up wrecking everything they touch. It, it just It's just a little too spot-on, and, uh, and I find a lot of humor in that. That being said, there's something about Mary is... One of the, uh, the, the, not original, but probably the, I don't know how to describe it. It's, it's such a, a weirdly funny movie. And there are some scenes in there that are just so shockingly bizarre. Um, like the, the Franks and Beans scene, like the semen dripping from his, uh, from his, from his earlobe. And the girl thinks that it's hair gel and puts it into his hair. Like, like just there, there are so many scenes that are so wacky in that movie that uh, I, I actually have to vote something about Mary. I'll vote for something about Mary. I will quickly say, America! Fuck yeah! Uh, it's got a great soundtrack. It's got so many good songs. It's a musical, goddammit. Um, and it's got a super graphic puppet sex scene mm-hmm. that if you've seen the uncut version, he shits on her face. <laughs> he shits on her face in the sex scene. And I love it for that. I love it for that. I think he pisses on her, too. Um, so I'm going to go with uh, <laughs> Team America. Andy? Well, Team America is the one I'm going with because freedom is the only way. Yeah. So here's the thing, right? Um, uh, being in the military, uh, Team America World Police definitely has sort of a bigger presence in the sort of the, the military mindset than something about Mary does. It's a uh, sort of a self-deprecating thing that, you know, when you're somewhere uh, in training or getting ready to go on deployment, you know, you, you look at that and say, yep, that's what we're doing. It's sort of one of those, one of those, like I said, self-deprecating things where you self-conceptualize the goofy things you're doing inside the, the world of Team America, where you've got a big computer system named intelligence that's giving you bad ideas, and that's very bad intelligence. <laughs> sort of and yeah, you know, and another thing too is that, uh, in addition to just all the over-the-top humor and uh, you know the, the goofy puppet sex stuff, uh, Team America: World Police, because it's a puppet movie and has all this physicality to it, has always struck me as a very creative uh, and funny thing. When you have these no kidding physical objects that are getting destroyed, and you have puppets getting torn apart by house cats, and you know, like the the, the modeler and uh, miniature gamer side of me, that I find that really appealing. <laughs> so, yeah, like I said, Team America rule police for me. But something about Mary is moving on. We're on to our next fight, Mike. This one is yours. It is Shaun of the Dead versus Blazing Saddles. Uh, this is one of those ones that's that's tough, but also isn't. Um, I love both of these movies. They're both very, very funny movies. Uh, but I'm going to give it to Blazing Saddles, uh, largely because, you know, it's Blazing Saddles. Uh, it's one of those, you know, great classics, even though I think Shaun of the Dead is a great movie. Um, maybe even as funny, possibly funnier, but uh, Blazing Saddles is one of those movies that is a classic that, that sort of, opened up the doors for a lot of the the type of humor that that came after that i loved um it's mel brooks you, know, you can't beat that it's it's uh it's just a really really funny movie that i, I have watched recently and um it, you know it, it's funny how much it still holds up and how how some of the more politically incorrect humor is now funnier than ever um it's really really kind of it's a really really classic movie so i'm gonna give it to places house Dev. 
Uh, I'm going to go on record and say I fucking hate Blazing Saddles. I don't find it the slightest bit funny. Um, there's nothing about it that I find appealing. Uh, so I'm going to give it to Shaun of the Dead. A vote for Shaun of the Dead. Uh, I put Shaun of the Dead on the list. I can vote for it right now. Seeing as my experience watching Shaun of the Dead was with uh, Simon Pegg and Nick Frost and Edgar Wright in the theater doing a Q&A after the fact. So I have the best experience with that movie. Uh, but Blazing Saddles is probably the only Richard Fryer we're really going to have on the list. Even though he's not in the movie, he helped write the movie. As you can tell by how many N-bombs are in the movie. Those are all Richard. Uh, so I'm going to go with Blazing Saddles. Andy? Yeah, so this was a little tough because I've seen clips of Shaun of the Dead and I've heard a lot about it, but I've never actually sat down and watched the whole movie. Uh, so it makes it kind of hard for me to vote for it. And this is interesting uh, because these are two kind of genre send-ups. One's a bit of a send-up of the zombie genre, obviously. The other one's a send-up of sort of the Western. And not only that, but Blazing Saddles is also sort of a send-up of some of the racial attitudes and, and mindset that went behind a lot of the a lot of the old classic Westerns where if you look at them from a, a modern sensibility <laughs> Are pretty bad <laughs> when it comes to the, the the racial stereotypes and everything that are in them. So, I, of, of the two, I think Blazing Saddles is probably the the more impactful one. And you know, it's you know, Mel Brooks. What are you what are you gonna do? So, Blazing Saddles for me. Josh. Uh, yeah. I mean, I really enjoyed both these movies, but um, if one were to be you know removed from history forever, I think I'd be a lot sadder if Blazing Saddles was gone. Um, it's a great, great, funny tale, um, and I think people could learn a lot from it in this day and age. I don't know what that means, but Blazing Saddle is moving on. Uh, Dev, this fight is yours. It is the Adam Sandler classic, The Wedding Singer, versus uh, the uh, Groucho Marx classic. I, I wouldn't consider it a classic. I, I think uh, what's the duck soup or something is consider it be more classic horse feathers from uh 1932 yeah go ahead <clears throat> okay i am not a fan of groucho marx in any capacity and i've actually never seen horse feathers so obviously my vote's gonna go wedding singer and hopefully it'll move on to the next round so i can talk about why it's such a brilliant movie there's no hopefully I am i don't think anybody's actually sat down to watch Horse Feathers. I'm definitely voting for Wedding Singer. Uh, but it's not my favorite Adam Sandler movie. The other one is on the list. And, well, it might be on the list. There's so many good comedies on here. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to go Wedding Singer. Uh, Andy? Uh, this, is a, this is a tough one for me because I haven't seen either, really. Um, I, I wouldn't count myself a big classic you know, 1930s golden age of Hollywood style movie fan. I'm also not an enormous Adam Sandler fan. And uh, the ones I've seen aren't wedding singers. So uh, flipping a coin and it comes up heads wedding singer. <laughs> uh, vote for the wedding singer. Uh, Josh. Uh, Adam Sandler has retroactively made his older movies less funny by continuously making like kind of crummy ones. Um, so uh, Groucho Marx is dead. Uh, Adam Sandler lives, and that's a farce. So horse feathers. <laughs> Mike, uh, I absolutely love horse feathers. Um, these are both funny movies. Uh, I enjoyed Wedding Singer, but uh, I, I I put horse feathers on this list so that we could at least have one representation of of an old movie. Um, I love the Marx Brothers. Uh, while most people do put Duck Soup as the funnier movie. Um, 
I think they are wrong. I think that they're giving it a little bit too much weight to its uh, its interesting farcical political aspect. But this is just a much funnier movie. Um, go see it if you uh, in in any way, shape, or form like old movies. But I think most of the people who listen to our podcast probably wouldn't love it. So I put it on here knowing I'd be the only. Well, actually, not knowing. I, I knew it would lose, but uh, I, uh, that doesn't surprise me that it got at least one vote. Especially because a lot of people seem to hate Adam Sandler. Um, anyway, I know uh, I knew it had no shot in hell, but uh, I like to uh, give Groucho Marx and the Merck Brothers a shout out whenever I can. So I'm doing that now. The Wedding Singer is moving on. We're on to our next fight. It is the 40-year-old virgin versus all of me. Um, I like the 40-year-old virgin a lot. As a matter of fact, uh, The Office is on in the background right now, getting some Steve Carell on me right now. But um, all of me, man. If you haven't seen all of me and my statement going, all of me, man, doesn't do it for you, I'm sorry. You you have to go and watch all of me. I love I love all of me. All of me is all of me, and all of me is going to be voting for all of me. <laughs> um, Andy. Well, uh, so Forty Year Old Virgin is um, is a, a movie I, I kind of really connected with. I mean, the main character has my name, right? So that's sort of a, a tip off, and. I think for a lot of people like me who were, you know, kind of dorky and were very socially awkward growing up and are still pretty socially awkward, but are somewhat less now because they met another human being who was uh, willing to uh, love them and and sort of tame and smooth out some of the rougher edges you had. Uh, the four-year-old version really resonates. And like, and it's also just a really fun movie <laughs> and all the, all the things that are going up in it. And, uh, hey, it's even got some miniature painting in it. So, yeah, for me, it's four-year-old version all the way. <laughs> Joshua. Um, yeah, I haven't seen all of me. Um, 40 year old virgin um, was, I remember there's some funny parts, but I really didn't like the unrealistic portrayal of uh, a retail work environment. There are way too many people staffed and they had way too much downtime. Um, so for that reason, I'll have to vote all of me. <laughs> vote for all of me. Uh, Mike. Um, I am also going to vote for all of me. Uh, like you said, it, it is, it is, I think it is an amazing movie. Um, Steve Martin and Lily Tomlin. Uh, we, I definitely wanted to see some Steve Martin on this list. I think he is, he has done many, many, many great comedies. Uh, but this one, he gives an absolutely amazing performance as, uh, both him and Lily Tomlin inhabiting his body. Um, if you haven't seen it, you probably will like it. This is one of those movies that really is that funny to a, to a modern audience. Um, and again, just a tremendous performance. Uh, I did like 40 year old version. Um, I, although, you know, jokes about socially awkward nerds really is fish in a barrel. Um, and similarly to Josh, uh, there were some sort of inaccuracies in that movie. As I recall, like seeing things that he had slabbed going, no one would actually ever slab that. That's a $3 book that you spent $20 to turn into a $10 book. So there was, there were some geek inaccuracies too that, that I thought could have been smoothed out a little bit better. A vote for all of me. Uh, Dev? Uh, I have seen all of me, but I mean, I haven't seen it probably in 25 years. Uh, Steve Martin is one of the funniest comedians, um, or at least was during his uh, heyday. However, I'm, I think I'm still going to vote 40-year-old virgin uh, just because that, that movie was so ridiculously funny at parts like that that whole 
waxing scene when they're physically ripping his uh, his fur right off his chest. I mean, there are times I, I, I couldn't breathe. I was laughing so hard. So I'm going to vote 40-year-old version. A vote for the 40-year-old version, but all of me is moving on. We're on to our next fight. Andy, this one is yours. It is Spy versus Office Space. Yeah, so... Um... You know, Spy is a relatively recent movie, and it, it came out at a time where I was, I mean, to be fair, I don't see a lot of movies to begin with, but I had a lot of stuff going on in between uh, having kids and a move and everything else when that came out, so I never actually saw Spy. Office Space, on the other hand, um, you know, a little bit older movies had a little bit more of a time to develop a legacy, if you want to say, and Office Space was just one of those movies where anybody who works in any kind of hierarchical organization, any kind of office environment is probably quoting on an almost daily basis because there's just so many, they, they just nailed so many of the social interactions. Obviously it's exaggerated and, you know, for comedic effect and, you know, they're, they're, they go a little overboard in spots, but, you know, just things like uh, the, the boss who is completely out of touch and is like, yeah, we're going to need to play catch up. You're going to need to come in on Saturday. And then, you know, it seems like taking out the bulky uh, fax machine out into the middle of a field and just beating the crap out of it. I mean, stuff like that. It's just, <laughs> it just rings so true. It's so funny. So yeah, for me, office space definitely gets the vote. A vote for office space, Josh. Yeah. Um, a spy I've only watched one time and I thought it was like pretty good, but I don't know that it was like a greatest of all time kind of thing or whatever. Um, Office Space is a movie that, you know, anytime it's on or whatever, I'll I'll hang out and be like, all right, yeah, this is pretty good. Um, you know, so I, I would go with Office Space just on that. You know, it kind of it's one that I don't mind seeing again and again kind of thing. A vote for Office Space, Mike. Ever since I began working, every day has been a little bit worse than the day before. So anytime you see me, that's on the worst day of my life. Office space. Devro? Uh, so I put Spy on the list. Um, I really like Spy. Uh, Melissa McCarthy, some of her movies are hit and miss, but um, this one was particularly well done. However, that being said, this is just a terrible matchup because Office Space is a juggernaut. Um, it is so, uh, like Andy said, over the top, but but so accurate in some ways of what living or being uh, in an office environment is like. Uh, just the the droning monotony of it, the uh, the the people you have to deal with, you know, the guy who sits in the cube next to you who plays his radio because he's allowed to play his radio but he can only play it at certain volumes between the hours of the you know nine and seven just there there's so much of that movie that 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 rings true and they bring such comedy to it at the same time so yeah definitely office space uh yeah it's unfortunately because the, in my personal opinion the true test of a great comedian when it comes to a film is that their movies are hit hit or miss they shouldn't hit every time because if they're hitting every time, they're doing the exact same thing. Uh, Melissa McCarthy is great in Spy. Spy is actually a very good movie. I will not deny Spy that. Uh, and she is hit or miss because I don't like Tammy, but there's other of her films that I really like and she's really funny. So uh, nothing against Spy. It is against one of the greatest comedy workplace comedies. It's not just for people who work in offices, goddammit. Literally anybody who's ever had a boss can uh, can 
you know what? We'll talk about Office Sports, Office Space more in the next round. Office Space moves through with a clean sweep. Uh, Josh, this fight is yours. It is the original Ghostbusters. I know how much you love the other one, but it's the original Ghostbusters versus Clerks. Uh, I do want to say I'm irritated that you just derailed me talking about the new Ghostbusters movie, even though I knew it wasn't the one uh, that we're doing for the thing. Um, but I will say in Clerks... Just pretend we can cut it out. Oh, Take oh okay. okay, all right, all right, all right. Oh, yeah, so uh, Kristen Wiig was, like, real, real funny, and um, she doesn't get the wontons in the soup, and... Uh, the ghost busting is real fun and funny and nice. And then there's a blow up stay puff man. And um, who are you going to call? Ghostbusters! Something about Ray getting his dick sucked one time and uh, Dante's girlfriend sucking 37 dicks too would be a good joke if someone wants to work in a row. <laughs> At the same time. Now, your vote was for Ghostbusters, though, yes? Uh, Bustin. Bustin makes me feel good. Uh, Mike? Uh, this this is really the first uh, super tough one um, of this match. We've got Bill Murray on here a couple of times. This is the only Kevin Smith. This is not actually my favorite Kevin Smith. That's Mallrats, but most people don't like it, so I knew they didn't have a chance in hell. Um I'm going to give it to Clerks. I could be swayed. Um, it's very, very funny. It's also, uh, it was very, very funny on a, a very tight, smart budget. And it was probably the last time Kevin Smith actually was working within his skill set. So, Clerks. Uh, vote for Clerks. Dev. Uh, yeah, this one's tough for me, too. I mean, I loved Ghostbusters growing up. That was pro- oh, well, not maybe not favorite, but I mean, it's such a great movie. And um, it's very funny. However, I love Kevin Smith, um, and it's ironic you say that Mallrats is probably, it's definitely a better movie than, than Clerks is, and uh, I, I certainly would have voted for it if, if it were here instead of Clerks. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm just going to vote, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to vote Clerks. A vote for Clerks. Um, I've still never been to the firehouse in New York City to see where the Ghostbusters lived. I have been to the Quick Stop, Mike and I made the pilgrimage when we went to Philadelphia Comic-Con to go the extra couple hours to uh, Leonardo, New Jersey, uh, to go to the Quick Stop. And it's a very, very, very tiny place. Tiny, tiny place. Like, you you would be surprised when you walk in there that they shot that whole entire movie there. It is crazy because it's so small. Uh, And RST Video was there. and uh, Yeah. I, I gotta I gotta go clerks. Uh Andy? All right. So I'm going Ghostbusters all the way. Um unlike some of the other brackets, uh here I've seen both of these movies, so I got that going for me. I, I definitely I like clerks and I respect it a lot because it's you know downright experimental in some ways. I mean the whole filming things in black and white and you know, there's there's a movie about uh chicks with dicks in there. Uh, I mean not like shown but discussed, you know, so that's not exactly mainstream, I would say. But um, at the same time, Ghostbusters is lightning in the bottle, man. I mean, you've got Bill Murray, you've got Dan Aykroyd, you've got Harold Ramis, uh, kind of at the top of their game. And it's unique for comparing to a lot of their other movies from the same time period, like, I don't know, say Stripes or something like that. And that, well, there's some definitely adult themes. I mean, we talked about, uh, you know, Ray getting the, the, the ghost BJ. 
Uh, you've got so much other stuff in there that's just good fun for kids. And it also is great because it walks a very fine line between being funny and scary, right? Where, you know, if you look at things like the, the, the zombie, you know, the, the devil dogs, you know, the, the dog demons that invade uh, uh, the, the apartment, or if you look at the librarian ghost at the beginning of the movie that has this big freak out, that's stuff legitimately is kind of scary. When I first watched that as like a four-year-old, that sort of freaked me out a little bit. But at the same time, there's all these awesome heroic moments. There's all these funny jokes, some of which go over the head, but watching it years later as an adult, it's like, <laughs> that's, that's real great. Uh, so I just gotta say, Ghostbusters for me is is the definite win here, and uh, it's it's still you know probably my top three movies of all time as far as favorites go. And uh, if if you need something that's really gonna sway you, Winston he says I have seen shit that will turn you white. And yeah, uh, just, there's so many good T-shirt quotes in in Ghostbusters. I mean, you know, back off, man. I'm a scientist, and yes, it's true. This man has no dick. All of it is just so great. <laughs> hey, tell me about the Twinkie. Oh, that that scene uh, where they're they're ripping off the hotel, and um, uh, they're coming up with the pricing, and then like Egon does the subtle the like the thing with the hand, and then he charges him three grand or whatever. You know, he holds up the fingers, like um, you know that's something people don't notice. It's real subtle. You know, you think Egon's really a passive character, but he's he's kind of a puppet master and is is instructing Fankman on how much to to rip off the, the Sedgwick. But Clerks is moving on into the next round. We are on to our next fight. Mike, this one is yours. It is Cable Guy versus Everything is Awesome! It's the Lego Movie! I have not seen the Lego Movie. Uh, I have seen Cable Guy. Um... Cable Guy is, has a, is a strange satisfaction because it's one of those movies that bombed when it came out and was largely uh, panned and, and dismissed, but uh, very, very quickly uh, sort of that spun around and became the sort of cult classic. Um, I think it's it's an absolute hilarious movie. Uh, Jim Carrey is is fantastic. Um, you know, this, this is kind of Ben Stiller, the director, uh, at his finest. Um, so, uh, so, yeah, Cable Guy. That was Ben Stiller, right? Who directed that? Ben Stiller is the writer director right. of that film. Yes. Um, Devro. Uh, I'm going to go on record as saying I cannot stand Cable Guy. Um, I don't like most of the movies that uh, uh, Jim Carrey does. Um, I, I do not find him very comedic. Um, he, he's more of like a. Uh, I don't know how to describe it. I don't, I don't like his acting style, basically, or his comedic style. Uh, so I, I can't vote for Cable Guy because I dislike that movie so much. However, I haven't even seen Lego Movie, but uh, regardless, I'm still voting Lego Movie. A vote for the Lego Movie. Uh, Cable Guy has uh, basically, at this point now in my life, it is about 10% of my conversational talking. I will like throw in a Cable Guy quote. People don't even know that I do it because Cable Guy is that influential to me. Uh, I love Cable Guy. I loved Jim Carrey, and I thought he was funny being goofy in, in the movies that came before. His over, over-the-top broadness that he brought from In Living Color. I, I, I love that, but then you put him in Cable Guy, and he's fucking terrifying. Yeah, he's still goofy and funny, but he's very, very scary. If you actually go back and watch that movie, he's scary, and he's right. 
There's a soon you'll be able to play via, uh, Mortal Kombat with your friend from Vietnam. And if you've been listening to every geek fight, we were playing. We we were playing geek fights with my friend from England, and all because the goddamn character Chip whatever was right. Plus, it's got an all-star cast, an all-star comedy cast. Jack Black is in that fucking movie, and he's not goofy. He's playing a straight man in that movie. Uh, Bob Odenkirk and Dave Cross. Literally, most of... Uh, I'm sorry. I will vote for Cable Guy right now, and I swear to God, if Lego Movie moves on, I'm going to be pissed. Uh, Andy? Uh, well, I was already going to vote for the Lego movie, but uh, now I'm going to do it just for spite because Ghostbusters didn't move on. Um, but no. <laughs> so I haven't actually seen Cable Guy. Unlike Deb, I don't hate Jim Carrey. I actually like a fair few of his movies. Just uh, for whatever reason, growing up, um, Cable Guy is one of the ones I never got around to seeing. Uh, but Lego movie, so I didn't see it when it came out. I saw it when it was just randomly on cable one day, and I watched it uh, while I was watching our, our sons one morning. And... I was, I was surprised by how inventive and creative it was. They made great use of the the concept of, of using Lego pieces and having like a Lego world where, um, you know, it's it's just Legos to us, but for the, the characters that are in it, it's, it's like actually a, a living, breathing world. I love the, the concept of the uh, the craggle and the piece of resistance and all that that went into it. So I just found it to be uh, really heartwarming, really funny and creative in a way that I hadn't seen in uh, quite a while at that point in other movies. So yeah, for me, Lego movie, and also because of Spike, so like I said. A vote for the Lego movie. It is all tied up, and it comes down to you, Josh. Get her done! That, that didn't make any sense, Josh. <laughs> well, we're talking about we're talking about Larry the Cable Guy. He says, he says, Guns don't kill people. Husbands that come home early do get her done. Uh, I used to be a chick magnet. Now I'm just a refrigerator magnet. Get her done. So that's a vote for the cable guy. Yeah, get her done. I will take that vote. I will. I, I'm not going to ask for any explanation so cable guy can move through. We are on to our next fight, and we're at the first unknown of the evening, uh, or afternoon, or early morning, or drive home, whatever. Dev, this one is yours. Yours. It is dodgeball versus the three. Amigos. Damn you, another super, super tough fight. Uh, Dodgeball is a movie that when I saw in theaters, there was a, a part of it where I literally fell out of my chair onto my hands and knees on the ground trying to some find some way to take in breath because I, I couldn't breathe. I was laughing so hard. When he threw that wrench and hit that kid, oh my God. Oh, fuck, I'm still laughing about it now. Um, you dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball. <laughs> Uh, I have seen that movie so many times, and it still cracks me up. And that scene still makes me lose breath from just the sh the sheer laughter coming out of me. So just on that alone, I'm going to vote Dodgeball. However, Three Amigos is a phenomenal movie. I mean, that is Steve Martin, uh, Martin Short, uh, Chevy yes. Chase, Chevy Chase. Um, these guys are so funny in that movie. But just because I love Dodgeball so much, I'm going to vote Dodgeball. Uh, vote for dodgeball. Uh, well, since 
Mike was trying to set it up so it could be Ben Stiller versus Ben Stiller because Dodgeball is also a Ben Stiller movie. It's weird. Uh, Tropic Thunder might be the best of the Ben Stiller movies, but I digress. I digress. Uh, the Three Amigos. I, I I I don't know how to explain how much it has affected me in my life. I love that movie. I think it's funny. I think it's heartwarming. I think the message is beautiful. And Chevy Chase is a pure dick in it. And I love that movie. Uh, so I'm going to go with The Three Amigos. Andy. Well, you know, it's funny you talk about how movies affect folks, uh, Damon, because for me, Dodgeball had a much bigger impact. And I think that's probably where it came out. I find this an interesting fight in, in one respect because we're talking about sort of a classic 80s comedy versus a classic Audie's comedy. And there's a lot of uh, changes and evolution and, and everything that goes on between over the 20 years or so that separate them. But, you know, when Dodgeball came out, I was still uh, still in my college years. It was one of those movies all my friends saw and we loved it and it became part of our part of our daily, uh, you know, quoting and, and referencing routine. And, and so for me, uh, Dodgeball was a much more impactful movie. Uh, Rip Torn is definitely probably a bit of a acquired taste maybe, but I think this is probably one of the, the best roles he's ever played was in Dodgeball as Patches O'Hulahan. It was absolutely epic. So yeah, my vote's for Dodgeball. A vote for Dodgeball. Josh? Um, I think uh, without Dodgeball we wouldn't have gotten the Dwayne The Rock Johnson um, legendary masterpiece of filmmaking, uh, Skyscraper. So <laughs> you you got to go with Dodgeball because, you know, without that foundation, we would not have the answer to the question, what if Die Hard took place in a skyscraper? Uh, Die Hard does take place in a skyscraper. <laughs> no, 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 no. Have you seen Skyscraper? No. It's, 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 it's a big old building. That's all I can tell you. You think you think Nakatomi Plaza is a skyscraper? No, 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 no. We're talking a skyscraper, okay? Okay, a uh, vote for dodgeball, Mike. Uh, my little buttercup has the sweetest smile. Dear little buttercup, won't you stay a while? Three amigos. The three amigos don't move on. Dodgeball is into the next round. We are on to our next fight. Oh, uh, this one is an easy one for probably everybody on the list. It is Groundhog Day versus Pootie Tang. That goes to me. And I liked Pootie Tang a lot. It is a Louis C.K. classic. That's right. Louis C.K. wrote and directed that movie. Uh, but Groundhog Day is Groundhog Day. And I don't really have to say anything more. When I say the words Groundhog Day, you don't even think of the holiday. You think of the Bill Murray movie. And that's a testament to how great that movie is. Uh, Andy. Um, I had to do a Google search because I completely forgot that Pootie Tang existed. Groundhog Day is a classic. Uh, so Groundhog Day gets it from me. No contest. Josh. Sarate. You got to go with Pootie Tang, baby. Ha <laughs> ha. Uh, it's one of the best comedies ever made. Um, if you ask Kanye West and Conan O'Brien, they'll both agree with me that it's Pootie Tang. Um, you know, you might not know what he's saying, but you'll always know what he means. Sarate, Sarate. You are absolutely right, Josh. Uh, Mike? Uh, Groundhog Day. Dev? 
Uh, yeah, Groundhog Day for me too. Uh, this Pootie Tang movie I've never heard of. Uh, I I googled it, and from the images that I saw, it looked like it was made in like nineteen sixties or seventies as a black exploitation movie, and uh, held held no interest for me at all. So uh, yeah, Groundhog Day. Actually, it was made in the late nineties, early two thousands to be a black exploitation movie. Uh, so yeah, by Louis C.K. By Louis C.K. <laughs> uh, but we are uh, a Groundhog- white Mexican. Is he Mexican? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Groundhog Day is moving on. We're on to our next fight. Andy, this one is yours, and I'm sure you don't. I don't I'm pretty sure you haven't seen either one of these. It's I'm going to get you, sucker, versus it's a mad, 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 mad world. Uh, yes. So I'm, you know, over here furiously Googling away, trying to, <laughs> trying to figure out what these movies are even about. Um, so. These were just sort of a couple things where it was uh, a little beyond my my normal range, I guess, for for movies that I see. Obviously, it's a mad, mad, mad world. If it's the one that I found came out in the '60s, so it's it's a little bit of an older movie, and it's just one that I just never happened to catch on TV, uh, you know, TCM or whatever. I'll, I'm like, get you, sucker! I completely missed the boat on that one uh, when it came out in theaters. It was sort of a weird thing where I was early in my college period and very, very busy with all kinds of different things. Just didn't have any sort of situational awareness on what was going on in theater. So I ended up missing that one completely too. So again, uh, flipping a head or flipping a coin, 50, 50 uh, heads comes up and I'll go with, I'm going to get you sucker because I think it's got a funnier title. There you go. I'm going to get you sucker gets a vote. Uh, Josh. Um, I'm going to get you sucker. Uh, is like pretty good. It's kind of like a proto. It's it's like airplane for black exploitation kind of, but it's a mad 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 world mad world mad. It's mad 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 world. Um, is one of the funniest fucking movies I've ever watched in my life. Um, it's so slapstick and zany, and um, it, it's uh, it's. I don't even know how to describe it other than um. It's it's like uh, the proto rat race kind of cannonball runish kind of thing. It's it's just it's real real funny, and uh, it has one of the best fight scenes ever recorded in in the history of film. Not just comedy fight scenes, but just in general fight scenes you'll ever see. A vote for it's a mad 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 world. Uh, Mike. Uh, yeah, I'm also going to vote for It's a Mad, 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 Mad World. Um, both were, were very funny movies, um, both very, very much movies of their time. Um, it's a Mad, 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 Mad World uh, is a is a bigger, sort of broader farce, whereas uh, it's I'm Going to Get You Suckers is actually a very different style of comedy, um, more more of a, again, more of a setup of a, of a exploitation movie. Um, and uh, it's just the, the cast, if you... Uh, are in any way a fan of old comedy is just uh, absolutely spectacular. Um, I'm just kind of looking, glancing down the IMDb, Milton Berle, Sid, Sid Caesar, Buddy Hackett, Ethel Merman, Mickey Rooney, Dick Sean, Phil Silvers, Terry Thomas, Jonathan Winters. Uh, that's just the very top bracket. And then like, you know, you go throughout, you've got Peter Falk, Norman Fell, the Three Stooges, uh, Don Knotts. I mean, just so many, Carl Reiner, so many funny people were involved in this movie. Uh, it really is hilarious. Um, it is one of the great sort of caper movies of all time. Uh, it, it, if you are an old fart, it's something that you used to watch on TV back before there were lots of options, and it was something that you just just were glued to. 
Um, really funny movie if you if you like this style of humor, which I do. So it's Mad, 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 Mad World. Dev? Uh, I've never seen Mad, 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 Mad World. Uh, I have seen I'm Gonna Get You Sucker, and I enjoyed it. I mean, I, I just talked in the last uh, battle about how I'm not a fan of black exploitation movies. However, I'm Gonna Get You Sucker, it... it I like the fact that it's kind of making fun of all those old 70s box exploitation movies. Uh, so just for that alone, I'm going to vote for it. It is all tied up and it comes down to me. I honestly thought I'm going to get you sucker. Wasn't going to get any votes at all. And I was going to be, have to be the only person to say good things about it. And the reason why I put it on the list, cause I put it on the list was the Wayne's brothers. And it's, it's actually a Keenan Ivory Wayne movie, but it's a Wayne movie. The Wayne brothers do something very, very, very specific with their comedies. They make them about right now. If you watch the movie a year from now, it's not going to be as good because it's about right now, today. Like, it's one of those weird things where some of these other comedies, they stand the test of time, absolutely, but there has to be something to be said about the ones that are for today, right now, to make me laugh right now at the at the hardest ever. And if I go back and watch that movie, it won't be as funny because I've changed and the world has changed. They do it. They do it over and over again. Uh, white girls, uh, scary movie, one, two, three. I think they only did the first three. Uh, what is it? Uh, Don't be a menace to society while drinking your juice in the hood. There are so many of these movies that they do that are funny at the time, not funny at all if you did not live or experience the world that they are making fun of. Uh, so. Oh, it makes me sad to put out Mad Men. <sighs> it is Mad Men. God damn it. Ah, shit. Oh, coin flip. Here we go. I don't. I couldn't see the coin. Uh, I'm going to get you suckers. Moving on. Uh, we are on to our next fight. Josh, this one is yours. It should be easy. It is Anchorman, The Legend of Ron Burgundy versus the original producer's film from 1967. Fuck you, San Diego. A vote for Ron Burgundy, Mike. Uh, I'm going to vote for the producers. The the last vestige of uh, of comedies made before the people on the panel were born. Um, it it is one of my all time favorite comedies. Uh, Zero Mustel, Gene Wilder, and um, in particular Dick Sean uh, and his hippie Hitler. Um, the musical Springtime for Hitler. It's it's actually a very, very smart, funny movie. Um, the way that they that they kind of uh, raise their money, the scam that they pull actually works and and has worked. And there there are movies uh, that, that have been made that way. Um, but I just think it's an absolutely hilarious movie. Again, Mel Brooks. Uh, this was a, a little bit different. It's not quite as farcical. Um, he would you know get a little bit more more direct parody after this. Um, but as far as just a great, great comedy, it inspired, a, you know, the Broadway show and then a, a musical, which I thought were far, far, far inferior. Um, you know, Gene Wilder going after his blue blanket is still one of the funniest things I've ever seen. So the producers. Devrum? Uh, I watched the producers. It's okay, but uh, it never really uh, made me laugh the way uh, Anchorman does. Anchorman, again, uh, much like um, Dodgeball, has just some of those scenes where you just bust a gut laughing because it it's so absurd what's happening on the screen that uh, that it just makes you laugh. Yeah. So I killed a man with a trident. What was that, Andy? I killed a man with a trident. 
vote for Anchorman. Um, I, uh, okay. Okay. I'm, I'm going to put some more Mel Brooks. I'm going to vote for more Mel Brooks because Mel Brooks uh, has, has honestly affected comedy. I, I, honestly, I don't, I don't think there's anybody that's affected comedy more than Mel Brooks because he's been around since the show of shows, the very fucking beginning. He's there and he's affected everything that we've ever watched. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to give another vote. I'm going to give another vote to the, produ- uh, to the producers. It is all tied up. It comes down to you, Andy. Which one is moving on? Got to give it to Anchorman. I just, um, another one of those movies from sort of my formative college years where, you know, me and my friends were quoting it back and forth and it just sort of became part of our, our a part of the way that we organize the universe inside our heads. So yeah, An- Anchorman for me. Anchorman is moving on. We are on to our next fight. Mike, this one is yours. Uh, probably pretty easy for you. It is Happy Gilmore versus Pink Panther Strikes Again. Uh, yeah, I, I guess I was incorrect. Uh, Pink Panther Strikes Again is actually probably the last of the uh, old comedy movies to uh, to be on this list. Um, probably in the last of them to be beaten because uh, most of the people who are on this list are much younger. Um, I'm going to vote for the Pink Panther Strikes again. Uh, I think it is a, a, a much funnier movie. I mean, I, I like Happy Gilmore and I like Adam Sandler, but, you know, when it comes to, uh, to you know, it, just in terms of their 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 place and, and how funny they are, I mean, Peter Sellers was just, uh, is, I think, a, a comedy genius that Adam Sandler will never, ever be. Um, and and this was, this was uh, Peter Sellers at his best. Um, Again, it, it may not translate as well, although I personally, I just watched part of it the other day and I think it's, it's every bit as hilarious as it ever was. And not just Peter Sellers, Herbert Lom is, is absolutely fantastic in this movie. Um, so uh, one one more vote to uh, to old school humor, even though I would not be surprised if it goes down here. Dev? I want to vote Pink Panther because that's a brilliant movie and um, a brilliant series, in fact. Like I love watching, going back and watching those movies. That being said, Happy Gilmore. I mean, like like Andy's been talking about, a formative part of my childhood or young adulthood. Um, a funny movie and unexpectedly funny, like fun, much funnier than it really should be, uh, given how silly Adam Sandler's comedy or humor seems to be. Um, I really enjoyed it. I, I enjoyed it more than I thought I was going to. So I'm voting Happy Gilmore. Uh, vote for Happy Gilmore. Yeah, uh, Happy Gilmore of the Adam Sandler films is the one for me that gets the goofiness and heart right. And that's what I need for a really good comedy is it's gotta be goofy, but it's also gotta have a big fucking heart. It can be dark as shit too, but I like it. I like it when it's goofy with a big heart and happy Gilmore is nothing but goofy with a big heart. Get it all. Uh, so yeah. I'm going to vote for Happy Gilmore. Andy? You know, this was a surprisingly tough pick for me. Um, I, I I do like some Adam Sandler movies, and Happy Gilmore is, is probably one of the ones uh, I like the best. Uh, you know, there's probably like two or three movies I consider of his to be good that I've seen. That's definitely one of them. Um, but, oh, man, Peter Sellers, what a legend that guy is. And, I mean – and all, all the stuff he's done, the Pink Panther movies are something that, you know, when I was a lot younger, I used to watch those uh, with my parents when they'd come on TV and uh, a lot of good memories there. So uh, tough for me, but I guess I'm going to give it to, to Pink Panther Strikes Again 
as, as nothing else is sort of representative of the uh, the comedic legend of Peter Sellers. So it is all tied up, and it comes down to Geek Fight's number one wild card, Mr. Joshua Van Valkenburg. Oh, I don't I don't like being put in this position right now. Because, you know, I, I, lo- I like them, the Pink Panther insulation, and I like that they were able to turn that into, like, a movie franchise or whatever. Um, but let me tell you something. Happy Happy Gilmore, you know, it's ever, Adam Sandler, AC, you know, whatever. But it's, it's that surrounding cast that, you know, you got Carl Weathers. He's still missing an arm from Predator. <laughs> he really lost it during the movie. Uh, you got... Um, uh, uh, the other guy, the he eats shit for breakfast. He's there. You got um, the Ben Stiller. You got the Where's the Beef lady as the grandma. It's the whole cast is there, and they're all ready. So we're gonna have to vote for him. And Happy Gilmore is moving on. We are on to our next fight, Devram. This one is yours. It should be pretty easy. It is Game Night versus this. It's Spinal Tap. Okay, so um, I've actually never seen the Spinal Tap movie, but I, I've had it referenced so often and seen little clips in, here and there from it that I, I, I understand the movie. I get the gist of it. And it's very funny. And uh, it probably will move on. However, Game Night is probably the, the most recent of all the comedies that we have on this list. Um, I saw it a couple months ago. And... Again, it was one of those kind of throwaway, uh, we'll just go see like a uh, a fun uh, action or chick flick or something, you know, just some sort of throwaway movie. But it turned out so funny. Um, I I could not stop laughing at this movie. Um, they did a really good job with it, so I'm going to vote Game Night. Oh, vote for Game Night. Yeah, uh, of all the newer movies that are on the list, this one I think will be one that people... 20 years from now we'll actually be talking about still i think it is that bizarre and that funny of a movie uh that it stands out so game night is good but it's no spinal tap so i'm gonna vote for spinal tap uh andy crazy to 11 spinal tap for me haven't seen game night but uh spinal tap is a classic and i love the mockumentary style and uh the <laughs> i mean so to be fair i've never been you know, a big, you know, like rock and roll uh, type person. So it's sort of like outside my experience. But from like an outsider looking in on that whole genre and, and sort of lifestyle, I, I always just thought it was absolutely funny. Josh? Uh, yeah, Game Night actually has one of um, the most memorable scores, I think, in, in movie uh, stuff in the past couple of years that I can think of. Just the way they um, use kind of like an uh, uh, electronica kind of thing is pretty cool. But Spinal Tap is one of my favorite movies of all time. Um, you know, Viv Savage, he's, uh, he says, quite exciting, this computer magic. Um, you know, so that's, that's, uh, that's what he says. And, um, uh, you know... I don't know, but I'm assuming you voted for This is Spinal Tap. Mike? Sorry. Uh, yeah, let's stick with the Spinal Tap love. I, I thought Game Night was a, a hilarious movie. Um, don't get me wrong. If you haven't seen it, go see it. Um, it's 
was not only uh, just funny, really one of the best movies that I had seen in a very long time. But in, in fights like this, I think back to the episode of, of Star Trek The Next Generation um, when uh, the young Duras is challenging for uh, control of the council. And Picard basically says, look, you might be okay someday, but right now you have won no great battles. You have you know, done, done no great victories. And yeah, I think it's too soon to really... Uh, put Game Night forward against something like Spinal Tap, which I, I agree is one of the funniest movies ever made. Spinal Tap is moving on. Uh, Damon, this fight is yours. It is Get Smart versus The Naked Gun from the Files of Police Squad. Uh, Get Smart was a movie. Like, I don't have a problem with it. There's nothing wrong with it. Uh, but Naked Gun, it, it, Naked Gun is a Naked Gun, goddammit. And yeah, and apparently, well, at the moment, we don't have Airplane on the list. So uh, Naked Gun is going to be, yeah, the one for me. So Naked Gun, Andy? Well, uh, so I'm familiar with the Get Smart, uh, the classic TV show. Uh, I'm not, I haven't seen the movie. Um, you know, this is the thing that Hollywood's been doing where they go back in time and they find, and they've been doing it for decades at this point, where they go back and they find, oh, hey, remember this TV show? That was really funny. Let's make a movie about it. And, you know, Get Smart was already sort of a parody of the whole spy versus spy, Cold War era, uh, Red Scare type of atmosphere when it was made. And it just seems weird to try and use that as, as something to, to bring forward and, and try and just get people into seats in the theaters because there's some, some brand recognition for the title and some recognition for the, the actors in the movie. Naked Gun, on the other hand, you know, I, I've only ever seen one of the Naked Gun movies, and that was 33 and a third. And I saw this, <laughs> so you'll find this funny. I saw this as a Boy Scout on a camp out at a drive-in theater. Like, there was a drive-in theater near the spot where we were camping, so we all loaded up and went over to the drive-in movies and watched Naked Gun 33 and a third. And so it's just, I remember thinking it was one of the funniest things I've ever seen. Me and, me and all my friends were just laughing, rolling around on the ground, because <laughs> we were sitting on the ground watching it, and... Yeah, definitely for me, the Naked Gun series takes the cake, so I'm going with that one. A vote for Naked Gun. Josh? Um, yeah, Get Smart is like, it's one of those movies that's like, it is kind of like, why did, why, you know, why, why, you know, it's, uh, I don't know, like it just, the there's a time and a place for Get Smart, and the time was 20 years before the movie got made, and the place was on television, um, you know, I think they could have done, you know, something like that. I don't, I don't know. I didn't really care for the movie too much. Um, but naked gun is real, real funny. Um, you know, the whole, uh, the, the, the whole like kind of finale thing at the, the, the ballpark is real funny. Um, you know, or uh, OJ Simpson, he, he's real funny in it. Um, that's before he was, uh, um, a bad guy. Um, allegedly, uh, never convicted. It's my hero. Um, so yeah, we'll have to go with, uh, the naked gun. Uh, Mike. Um, everybody seems to be forgetting that, uh, naked gun, the, the full title, the files of police squad, uh, that come because this was a TV show called police squad. Yeah. Um, and it ruled. And, uh, it, it also, it also got canceled very, very quickly because, uh, it was too smart for the audience. Um, apparently, the movie audiences 
Our, uh, actually, it, it required the audience to pay too much attention. So I guess as a movie, you're, it's, it's just more geared that way. Uh, and I am voting for uh, Naked Gun. Uh, like you said, Damon, it's a representation here of just really a whole style of comedy that uh, that doesn't necessarily start with Airplane, but certainly Airplane was where, where it, it kind of uh, begins in earnest and uh, continues through uh, these type, type of movies. Um, absolutely hilarious movie. Um, I think each one subsequently got worse, but uh, overall, this one was just an absolutely fantastic translation of a fa- of a very very funny TV show into a much bigger, broader uh, style of comedy in a much bigger, broader arena. And they did just a fantastic job with it. So, please squad. Devrum, is it a clean sweep? Uh, no, it definitely is not. Um, so, I like Naked Gun. It's you know, one of those absurdist comedies that, uh, that like everyone says, started kind of, not didn't start, but was epitomized by Airplane. I mean, it's okay. And it made me laugh, but it did not make me laugh the way Get Smart did. There are scenes in that movie, like the whole, everything that happens inside the um, the airplane bathroom where he shoots himself with this dark gun. Like, oh my God. Like, this is another one of those scenes that had me almost falling out of my seat because I couldn't breathe. I was laughing so hard. Like, there's something about that scene, that scene specifically, that I almost passed out and died at this movie. And that's how funny I found it. And um, <clears throat> I love it so much. And I used to love the original Get Smart TV show. And I think they did an excellent job adapting it to the uh, the main screen, and, or the big screen. So I'm going to I'm going to give it the love that it deserves and vote for it. But Naked Gun is moving on and we're on to our next fight. Andy, this one is yours. Well, this one might be easy. Uh, It is Dumb and Dumber versus Galaxy Quest. Well, you know, uh, it's lucky that I got this one. I have seen both of these movies and they're they're two very different uh, types of movies. Um, you know, Dumb and Dumber is, you know, just your usual uh, Jim Carrey goofiness, in my opinion. It's it's the type of movies that Jim Carrey is, is most known for, where he's paying, you know, doing all these sorts of weird uh, faces. And there's all sorts of uh, gross out humor, you know, the I you know, always think of the bathroom scene and <laughs> you have to have a huge number two at your uh, your prospective girlfriend's house, that sort of thing. Galaxy Quest is a is a total send up of not just well, so. I guess I'll say Galaxy Quest. It's a send up of not just a, it's not just a Star Trek parody, although it definitely is that. But it's also a Star Trek fandom parody a little bit, and you know it it it, it pokes fun at the way that uh, fandom uh, for Star Trek has worked over the years, and also um, a little bit more subversively, it pokes fun at how some of the interactions uh, between the cast members have gone. You know, it, for example, in real life, we know that there was this big feud between William Shatner and, and basically the rest of the cast of the original Star Trek, and it, it, it sort of it pokes fun at that by putting uh, Tim Allen in, in that sort of uh, William Shatner role. And, and it, yeah, so I found that really funny and also really close to home because I'm such a huge Star Trek fan. So for me, it's Galaxy Quest all the way. Josh? Um, never give up, never surrender. A vote for Galaxy Quest. Mike? Uh, I will also vote for Galaxy Quest. Um, I I enjoyed Dumb and Dumber a lot. And, and you know, we, we had some discussion uh, before uh, we actually chose this topic of what is it going to be best comedy or is it going to be funniest movie? Because those are, are slightly different. Uh, you said they were extremely different, so uh, they're 
different topics. And if we were going on just strictly what is funnier, it probably would be Dumb and Dumber. Um, I just, I really, that's one of those movies where I did bust a gut laughing. It just, just could not contain myself. And it, and it was nonstop. But Galaxy Quest is so much a better movie. Um, the, the story is better. The comedy is smarter. It, it means more to me because uh, it's Star Trek and it's, it's geeky. Um, we've actually had Galaxy Quest now on three different episodes. First, it was on Best Geek Movie. Um, what was the other one it was on? It was on another one, and now it's on Best Com- Oh, Best Star Trek Movie. Um, and, uh, and now Best Comedy because it encompasses such a variety of different things uh, within it. It actually is a pretty good science fiction movie. And since we already bumped the Three Amigos off the list, this is basically the Three Amigos story but translated into space. So Three Amigos gets to move on as well if this moves on. What do you mean if? You were just a deciding... Oh, Devro. Uh, this, <laughs> this battle is not going the way I thought it was going to. Um, I thought everyone was going to love this whole this stupid Dumber and Dumber movie. I cannot stand this movie. Um, it's everything I hate about uh, quote-unquote comedy uh, in, in movies these days. It's a celebration of stupidity, which I absolutely cannot stand. Um... I don't find anything that they do funny. I don't find any of the this the scenes funny. It's I hate this movie. So I, I'm happy that Galaxy Quest is gonna hopefully move on. Galaxy Quest is a great movie. And it's a great Star Trek movie, and it's just a great sci-fi movie, and it's just a great movie, period. It's super funny, and I love everything about it, so Galaxy Quest all the way. Fuck you guys. I'm gonna vote against your goddamn hearts and every goddamn fight. That comes up after this. Forever. <laughs> Forever! Goddamn Dumb and Dumber. It's the greatest goddamn movie I've ever seen in my whole goddamn life. I like beer. Um, <laughs> no, Dumb and Dumber is the movie for me. Like, I was 17, and I ended up seeing it 10 times in the theater. Mostly, most of the time it was dollar shows, but I saw Dumb and Dumber more than any other movie. It is smart. That's the thing about it. You had to be smart to get the jokes. Some of the jokes were absolutely just dumb and goofy, but there were underlying smart jokes that were just there. And most of the time, people had already been laughing at something that was goofy that they didn't hear the smart joke. Um, I love Dumb and Dumber. Without Dumb and Dumber, we don't get something about Mary. We don't get Kingpins. We don't get the Fairly Brothers oeuvre uh, so me, myself, and Irene, I'm trying to think of all the they, they made quite a few really funny movies. Uh, I will be voting for Dumb and Dumber, and I'm serious. I'm coming for you, motherfuckers. You took out my goddamn heart. I'm coming for you. Uh, Galaxy Quest is moving on. We're at our last fight of the first round. Uh, Josh, it's going to be yours, but Mike has to tell us what it's going to be fighting against. It's going to be Monty Python and the Meaning of Life versus. Uh, this uh, this unknown is has been pulled from the the ones that were put out on Facebook. Uh, once again, some absolutely hilarious, fantastic choices on Facebook. Um, I almost went with Stripes because I love that movie, and it was it was mentioned several times. And the main reason why it didn't is because we already had a couple of Bill Murray movies on here, and who we didn't have on here uh, actually is what made me uh, choose the movie that I chose which is Animal House, uh, because we had no Belushi. So Animal House is the unknown. Ah, uh, ooh, ooh. 
this is this is a tough one. This is you know this is really you know like um in in uh, uh it's it's two different it's it's different um things uh different uh you know t- t- styles I guess I would say in, in terms of you know comedy delivery method um uh but um I'd go it all right so if I had to pop in one right now I'd go Manimal House Oh vote for Manimal House uh Mike you know, um, for a little behind the scenes, when, when we, we set these up, um, uh, when we set these up, we uh, we kind of try to do it so that people's choices don't go up against each other. Uh, and, and in this particular instance, both of these were, were my choice. Um, Animal House didn't make it on my list initially. Uh, Monty Python's Meaning of Life uh, did. Um, but that's just because I really wanted some Monty Python on here. And I thought there was a good chance animal house would, would get on here. Um, this is really, really tough. Uh, but I decided I'm going to go with animal house. Uh, even though I love, I love meaning of life, but a- animal house is, is one of the ones where, you know, a lot of people have been talking about connections to their youth. Well, you know, I'm the old fart here and animal house was my youth. I was nine years old. I saw it in a movie theater. It was my first R rated movie in a movie theater. Uh, the first, uh, movie where I ever saw boobs, um, it was totally inappropriate for me and I loved it. I was a fan of John Belushi from Saturday Night Live, which I also probably should not have been watching at that age. Um, and it's, it's absolutely hilarious. It created a style of comedy uh, that, that sort of still kind of resonates today. I mean, I think you, you don't get things like Anchorman uh, and stuff like that without Animal House sort of creating this sort of gross out humor. You know, it leads to things like Meatballs and Caddyshack and stuff like that. So, uh, so yeah, Animal House, uh, Animal House, got to be my vote. Dev, uh, this is tough for me. Um, it would be a bit easier if it were a different Monty Python movie. I like Meaning of Life. It's not my favorite of the Monty Python list of movies. Um, that would probably have to be Holy Grail. Um, Animal House. Uh, it's a funny movie. Um, I I don't know if in the current climate. If that a movie like that would could could be made, um, it's just a little too. I don't, I don't I don't know if I want to say rapey, but it's a little, it's just a little too, uh, politically incorrect maybe, um, which is something I normally would hate to say. Uh, I'm, I'm I'm gonna go meaning of life. A vote for meaning of life. Uh, yeah, I know why Mike put meaning of life on here instead of the other Monty Pythons because they the other ones get a little bit too much credit and meaning of life is the closest to an episode of Monty Python as you're going to get it sketches the, the, the exploding man, the, uh, isn't it? The, this is the one that has the weird office people with the, yeah, the pirates, the, the office pirates. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a very bizarre movie. Every sperm is sacred. <laughs> See, you, it's you, a musical. You wanted to say that so badly. And guess what I'm going to do for you. I'm going to vote to tie it up so Andy can rip out your heart. I don't care which heart he rips out. It doesn't matter. It's all tied up. Comes down to you, Andy. Which one is moving on? Oh, it put, gets put all on all my shoulders there. Um, well, so, you know, I, I actually have seen these movies both, and I think they're both great. 
it's tough. It's, uh, one thing that's interesting that I'll point out about these two selections is that they're uh, two selections where arguably uh, the the folks involved did their best work on TV in a lot of regards. I mean, you look at all the Monty Python TV sketches that are classics, and you look at all the work that uh, John Belushi did on Saturday Night Live. Um, and it's it's also a little bit. You know, there's a little bit of a sympathy vote, I think, for Animal House and that um, uh, John Belushi you know, died so tragically young, and that you know he was probably struck down in his prime and didn't get a chance to move on and do some of the great things. I mean, if you only imagine what Ghostbusters would have been like if uh, John Belushi had actually been in it, you know. <laughs> um, but you know that being said, I really do think that overall uh, the meaning of life gets my vote, uh, just because uh, uh, me personally, I, I think I like Monty Python a little better than the the Jim Belushi canon. Um, and again, that could just be because I am a little bit on the younger side, but and, or it could be because Monty Python went on to do so much more and, and has been around for so much longer. But uh, yeah, Monty Python's meaning of life gets my vote. And the meaning of life is moving on into the next round. Uh, we are at the halfway point, maybe a little under half. But John uh, Landis killed people. John Landis killed several people. Um, we're, we'll be right back after these brief messages from the Free Bootas Network. Currently, humanity looks to the internet for its information. We have stood at the edge of despair, and would have fallen. If not for awesome podcasts, and their content of everything we love. Now these podcasts are all brought together in one place. Forged in like-mindedness, tempered with a community-oriented forum, covering all things geek, such as wargaming, board gaming, comics, movies, and more. Presenting a lineup of podcasts producing exclusive content for the fans. The Freebooters Network. Trolls want to steal our community. Let them try. Yeah. It's Geek Fights. So geek, geek. Geek Fights. Geek Fights? So if you can say this is Shia LaBeouf and you're yeah. listening to Geek Fights, that'd be great. Easy, ready? Yeah. This is Shia LaBeouf and you're listening to Geek Fights. Thank you very much. And we're back. Coming at you with uh, the thing that we come at you every time. We learn a little bit about the panelist with a little section we like to call Geek Cred. Mr. Josh Van Volkenberg, what is your Geek Cred, sir? Oh, I'm a, I'm a longtime uh, uh, nerd type guy. Um, I was on some original Geek Fight stuff. Um, you know, fan, fan favorite. The kids love me. Um <laughs> You know, you can go back, listen to all the episodes, um, and I was there. I was, I was into them, um, and uh, yes. Andy, what is your geek cred, sir? Oh boy, well, you know, so I guess I'm probably uh, you know a, a little bit of a late comer, maybe to modern geekdom. I mean, growing up, I was a big Star Trek, Star Wars fan, and. Uh, I, you know, I was definitely a bit of a uh, one of those uh, one of the geeks in high school. You know, hey, I was in the academic decathlon and the AV club and uh, you know all that stuff. So a lot of that stereotypical stuff. But um, when it comes to things like uh, tabletop gaming and the like, you know, I, I did not have a D and D group growing up. Honestly, just because nobody 
in my school had even heard of it, and uh, there's just nobody around that was playing it, so I never really got exposed to it. So I didn't get into that stuff until like I was out of college and uh, in, into my uh, independent life, and I you know started uh, making a few friends that were into gaming and then getting into it, um, and that that sort of got me into the 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 modern uh, the modern geekdom, as it were. Uh, it's my first uh, geek fight, so I'm very excited to be here. It's very very fun and having a great time talking about all these uh, movies, some of which I haven't thought about <laughs> in a long time, and some of which I've never heard of too, which has been a little bit of a horizon broadening experience, yeah. But uh, I, I would say I, I primarily classify myself as a uh, you know a big Star Trek fan, kind of a Star Trek nerd. Uh, when, it, when it comes down to it, if you wanted to really pin down the the locus of my geekiness, as it were. <laughs> Andy, talk about your podcast. Talk about the network. All right, yeah, yeah. Shameless plug. So uh, podcasting is something that I got into a few years ago. Uh, honestly, I was inspired to do it by a lot of the other great shows that are out there like uh, 40K Radio and uh, uh, you know, D6 Generation. And uh, so I've been doing one show for about three years now. It's the uh, the Man Battle Stations podcast or the MBS podcast. And that's where we talk about all things naval gaming, uh, ships and air, sea, land and space. And uh, that's that's been going pretty well. We have a nice little solid core of listeners there. And uh, because of my uh, work on the MBS podcast, Terrace approached me about doing something for his network. And so now I do Exploding Dice Radio, which is a show that's dedicated to the games that used to be produced by Spartan games like Dystopian Wars and Firestorm Armada. But since the sad, untimely demise of Spartan games, those properties have been bought up by War Cradle, which is the game development and publishing arm of Wayland Games, based out of the UK. And uh, so now we're doing the show about about their versions of the games. And uh, obviously, uh, we, we try and uh, stick to a roughly monthly schedule, but sometimes we fall a little behind. But yeah, for the uh, Freebirds Network, we do the, the Exploding Dice Radio podcast. So hopefully you'll uh, check it out and maybe find something new that you didn't know was out there as far as miniature gaming goes. <laughs> Devram, what is this Freebooters Network he talks about? Uh, so the Freebooters Network is a collection of uh, like-minded or geek-related uh, podcasts uh, dealing with some aspect of gaming normally, uh, well, except for Anonymous Tabletop, we talk about all sorts of weird shit. Um, the, the important thing about it is that it can all be found under the same feed, uh, so all you have to do is subscribe to the Freebooters Network and you're going to get all of our variety of podcasts and i guarantee you there's going to be at least one thing in there that you love and hopefully there'll be more and you'll uh you'll check them all out cool beans let's get back to fighting mike this one is easy it's something about mary versus blazing saddles uh this is this is not that easy um i really do like love something about mary a lot it is definitely a it's a hilarious movie but i think here i'm still going to lean more towards uh not just what is funny, but what is uh, classic. Um, you know, this has stood the test of time, and uh, it's it's you know the only only one of the kind of really old movies that uh, that has sort of done so on this list. So I will still keep giving some love to Blazing Saddles. Devram, uh, for me, it's going to be uh, something about Mary. Like I said in the previous battle, uh, I'm not a huge Blazing Saddles fan, um, but I loved something about Mary. So easy for me. His friends have said, stop whining. They've had enough of that. <laughs> His friends have said, stop pining. There's blazing saddles to look at. Uh, I'm going to vote for blazing saddles. Uh, Andy. Sorry, I had to click on the right tab. Uh, blazing saddles for me. 
I, I, I agree with uh, Mike saying it's, it's just one of the classics and it's, it's hard for another movie to stand up to that. So Blazing Saddles for me. Yashua. Piss on you. I'm working for Mel Brooks. I don't know what that means, but I'm assuming it's a vote for Blazing Saddles and Blazing Saddles is moving on. Dev, this one is yours. It is The Wedding Singer versus All of Me. Uh, once again, easy for me, uh, Wedding Singer. Uh, I love that movie. It's one of the few movies that I will just, at, at a drop of a hat, just go, I, I really want to watch that movie again. I will watch that movie anytime, anywhere. I love it so much. Uh, it has everything that you were talking about before, Damon. Uh, humor, and it's got a lot of heart in it. And uh, it's it's a great movie. I love it. Wedding Singer. I warned you, motherfuckers. I told you not to tell me that you love it. It's the thing you love because I'm going to fucking take it down. Also, All of Me is an amazing movie. I still love All of Me. I, I actually watched it a few weeks ago before it was even on the list. Uh, so, yeah, I'm going to go All of Me. Andy? Oh, boy. Uh, well, you know, I'm not overly attached to either one of these movies, being all honest. I haven't seen All of Me and uh, I've only seen parts of Wedding Singer, but I think uh, in general, if you're going to look at the Adam Sandler can, uh, canon, Wedding Singer tends to be the one, one of the ones that sticks out. So I'll go with Wedding Singer on this one. Josh. Uh, Adam Sandler uh, only made one good movie, and it was Grown Ups 2. This isn't Grown Ups 2, so it's not The Wedding Singer. A vote for all of me. It is all tied up. It comes down to you, Mike. Which one is moving on? Oh, this is pretty easy. Um, Steve Martin, in general, Steve Martin beats Adam Sandler. um, And uh, this movie certainly beats um, Wedding Singer. Again, I I enjoyed Wedding Singer, but all of me, it, it, I think, might be Steve Martin's best comedic performance. Um, it's, It's an amazing physical performance. Uh, as two different halves of his body are fighting each other. Uh, it can't be described here. It has to be seen. If you don't want to see the movie, at least just go see uh, those sorts of bits on YouTube. But it's also a clever movie, and uh, it does have a lot of heart. I mean, that's one of the things. I mean, this is one of those movies where the people involved, uh, you know, learn something and grow and become better people and are very, very funny along the way. So all of me. All of me is moving on into the next round. We're on to our next fight. Damon, this one is yours. And it's easy. It's Office Space versus Clerks. And while the it was on the edge as to which one would move forward, Ghostbusters or Clerks, I came up with an argument, a rebuttal, that actually made me vote for Clerks over Office Space. Oddly enough, even though I love Office Space. And the argument is Clerks is where we get geek fights from. It's where we get intelligent conversations about inane topics. Um, the, the Death Star conversation. Very, very funny conversation. Like, it, it, it's there, and it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, what about all the people on the Death Star? What about, they were contractors there. Like, uh So, yeah, I'm going to go with Clerks because Dante dies at the end. So, Clerks. Andy? So, this is uh, two... Interestingly, I think we have a matchup between two workplace comedies, essentially, right? Um, and it's it's telling it from kind of two different perspectives. In uh, Office Space, it's all about what the man is doing to you and your interactions in that very strict, structured, impersonal environment. Uh, with Clerks, um, 
you don't have big bosses. It's not like corporate uh, representatives are coming down and cracking down on the the convenience store or anything like that. It's like just uh, you know two uh, people that are in the trenches and their interactions and just sort of the the things that they do uh, to keep themselves sort of sane uh, when they're doing those long hours in a store where nobody's coming in and, and the like. Um, and uh, it, it's, it is tough for me to decide because I do like both and like uh, both of them do resonate with me. I mean, you know, how many, how many times have we been sitting, you know, uh, you know, in, in the Navy, you stand at a lot of watches and you're, you're sitting there in, in one area for hours at a time watching gauges that don't move very much and that sort of thing. And you start to have, the kinds of conversations that you would see uh, the characters having in Clerks, right? So that definitely connects. And of course, we already talked about Office Space. So it's a tough one for me. I think for me, Office Space edges it out just a little more, probably because I, I find it to be so much more quotable. You know, I, I, I quote and reference things a lot more in Office Space than I do in, uh, from Clerks. So, you know, for me, that's why it gets the, the nudge and then takes the vote. Josh? I'm going to have to go with that uh, no-talent ass clown, Michael Bolton. <laughs> uh, vote for office space. Mike? This this really is a tough one. Um, and it's funny how they're both similar and that they both, despite the fact that I've never worked in an office like that and I've never worked um, in a convenience store like that, I have worked in jobs where, where all of those things resonated. Um, I think ultimately, though, I'm going to go with clerks even though in, in strictly in terms of execution uh office space is probably a better movie because it's more of a professional movie but ultimately um not only do we get that type of geeky conversation i mean this is the launching point for for the view askew universe which is is really something that's kind of much more embedded in in our geek culture i think than uh, than office space um so because it gives us ultimately so much more in sort of a bigger comedic legacy uh, I think I'll go with Clarks. It is all tied up, and it comes down to you, Devram. Break some hearts, baby. Oh, this is tough. Um, I love both of these movies so much. Um, I've probably seen Office Space more than Clerks, but uh, I I really enjoyed um, Mike's talk about how this is like the launching point for the VSK universe. I mean, I mean, I love Kevin Smith, and a lot of the movies that he's done have been just some some great pieces of of work for me um i listen to a bunch of his podcasts so i'm i'm in his world um he's actually the person who inspired me to start podcasting in the first place uh so just based on that alone i think i'm going to vote clerks and clerks is moving on into the next round we are on to our next fight andy this one is yours it is the cable guy versus dodgeball an underdog's tale yeah, well, you know, for me, I'm going to give this to uh, to Dodgeball. And, uh, I mean, it's just, I'm going to go with the personal reason that between those two movies, Dodgeball's had a much greater uh, uh, impact. I mean, it's, it seems sort of weird to say it's had a bigger impact in my life. I mean, it's it's had a, a bigger uh, presence in, in my head than, than Cable Guy has. So, for me, it's definitely Dodgeball. Josh? Uh, you mentioned Dante. Uh, dying at the end earlier um, made me think of the original ending for Dodgeball, which is really funny. Um, it's where they just lose at the end um, <laughs> instead of the the double fault thing and everything like that. Just uh, the average just lose, and I think that's um, 
you know, that's kind of what life's like. Sometimes you lose, and then you just got to get her done. <laughs> uh, vote for the cable guy, Mike. Yeah, I will also vote for Cable Guy. Uh, I, I did like both of these movies. Um, ultimately, though, I think Sinister Jim Carrey beats likable Vince Vaughn. So, yeah, Cable Guy. Devram. I detest Cable Guy, uh, so dodgeball for me. Ripping out hearts! It is all tied up. It comes down to me. It is Cable Guy versus Dodgeball. And I'm going to be ripping out some hearts right now, baby. Ripping out some hearts. I don't My hand is shaking. You can't see it, but my hand is shaking as I go towards the chest of a action figure nearby. Um, Yeah, it's Cable Guy. I, it, it, the, it, the form B corollary, no Cable Guy, no fucking dodgeball, period. It just doesn't happen because Ben Stiller did both. So, yeah. Cable guy. Moving on into the next round. On to our next fight. Josh, this is yours. It is Groundhog Day versus I'm going to get you, sucker. Um, I'm going to get you, sucker. Oh, vote for I'm going to get you, sucker. Mike. Uh, this one's easy. Uh, you want to talk heart. Uh, Groundhog Day is all about heart. Um, you know, Bill Murray learns his lesson. Uh, plus, it's a ridiculously funny movie with a great cast, which that cast includes my mom, my sister, and my sister-in-law, who were all extras in that movie. <laughs> uh, vote for Groundhog Day. Dev? Uh, yeah, Groundhog Day for me as well. It's a great movie. And I'm going to get you, sucker. It was fine. But uh, up against Groundhog Day, no way. Yes way, goddammit. Ripping out hearts. I'm voting for I'm going to get you, sucker. Because without I'm going to get you, sucker, you don't get In Living Color. You don't get Jim Carrey. You don't get a whole shit ton of things. I'm going to get you, sucker. Is You don't get, uh, 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 what's your name? Dancing bitch. Oh, that's, that's horrible. I don't you know. might not get Black Dynamite. You might not get Booty oh, Tang. You don't get Black Dynamite or Booty Tang without I'm going to get Yeah, this, this laid the groundwork for a lot of that stuff. Jennifer Lopez. You don't get Jennifer Lopez without I'm not. Uh, yeah. So Chris Rock. Chris Rock's so great in that movie. Uh, he got changed for 100. God damn it. That's one of the funniest scenes I've ever seen. He's haggling. <laughs> for uh, food at a rib place. He, oh, I don't need a cup. You can just pour it in my hands. Like, And then at the very end, he's haggling. Okay, $2. You got changed for 100 I, mm. So I'm going to vote. I'm going to get you, sucker. It is all tied up. It comes down to you, Andy. Which one is moving on? Uh, I, I got to give it to, uh, to Groundhog. Oh, I'm sorry, Cash Shack. Yeah, there we go. Um, Man, it, it just, I, I really do like that movie. Haven't seen it. I'm going to get you, sucker. Um, so I think that's probably part of it. But yeah, that's my vote. A vote against black people. All right. Uh, <laughs> uh, we see how it is. Very, very nice. Thank you. Groundhog Day is moving on. We're on to our next fight. Uh, Mike, this one is yours. It is Anchorman, the legend of Ron Burgundy versus Happy Gilmore. Uh, this is funny because now we're down to uh, two things that uh, I really don't care for either way. Uh, so let's see. Uh, not, I mean, I like Will Ferrell. I like I like uh, 
Adam Sandler, neither neither of them as much as, as many other people seem to. So I will look at this as Anchorman beat the producers, Happy Gilmore beat Pink Panther Strikes Again. I like the producers more, so fuck Anchorman and Happy Gilmore. I'll vote for Happy Gilmore. Jeff? Uh, between these two movies... Oh, this is a tough battle. I like them both very much. Um, between the two, though, I'm going to have to vote Happy Gilmore. Oh, vote for Happy Gilmore. Um, I like Lamp. (laughs) (laughs) In in all honesty, it really, like, Anchorman is okay. Like, uh, let me rephrase that. Will Ferrell is okay in that movie. It's literally everybody else in the movie that's fucking fantastic. And Will Ferrell lets them be fucking fantastic. Like Steve Carell and I Love Lamp. Uh, There's a party in my pants. And everyone's invited. Like the Steve Carell lines are hilarious. Uh, the what's his name? Ant Man is hilarious in the fucking movie. Yeah, that's right. Call him Ant Man. The Sex Panther. It works seventy uh, percent of the time. It works every time. Sixty percent of the time. I'm sorry. It works every time. <laughs> yeah. So, Anchorman, because everybody else in Anchorman is so funny, and and they allow the other people in the movie to be funny. I'm going to vote for Anchorman. Uh, Andy. Um, Anchorman. 60% of the time, it wins every time. So that gets my vote. It is all tied up. It comes down to you, Josh. Which one is moving on? Anchorman. Gonna find my baby, gonna hold so tight, gonna have some Anchorman delight. Anchorman, moving on into the next round. Almost every one of these movies has a song in it. <laughs> Anchorman, moving on. Dev, this fight is yours. It is Spinal Tap versus Naked Gun. Uh, between these two, I'm gonna have to vote Naked Gun. Uh, like I said, I've seen it, I liked it. Um, I still haven't seen Spinal Tap all the way through, although I know enough about it. Uh, Naked Gun. A vote for Naked Gun. Um, yeah, uh, it, it's still Spider. Ah, shit, Naked Gun is Naked Gun. Uh, but 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 I will I will go Spinal Tap. I'll go Spinal Tap this time. I can be swayed, Andy. Oh man, it's tough. It's, I, it makes me feel like Homer Simpson judging the the film contest you know, between Barney's film and, and football in the groin. I mean, football in the groin's got football in the groin. Uh, I think between the two, I'm going to come down the side of uh, Naked Gun, um, but uh, it's tough because they're both really good. Uh, Josh? My baby fits me like a flesh tuxedo. I love to sink her with my pink torpedo. Big bottom, big bottom. Talk about bum cakes? My gal's got them. That was a vote for Spinal Tap. It is all tied up. It comes down to you, Mike. Which one is going to make it through? I'm going to say you're muted, Mike. Or you walked away to go to the bathroom. No, I was hitting the wrong button. Uh, That's the one thing about push to talk. If you're one button off, it doesn't work. Um, Anyway, uh, even though I do love Naked Gun, I'm definitely voting for Spinal Tap. It is uh, one of my all-time favorite comedies, one of my all-time favorite movies. it's got an absolutely spectacular 
uh, cast. I mean, you, it's funny you just referenced The Simpsons, and I'm like, well, Harry Shearer was on The Simpsons, and he's in Spinal Tap because everybody's in Spinal Tap. I mean, even in small roles, Billy Crystal, um, Fran Drescher. It, it's just it's this amazing all star cast. Um, on top of, I mean, the leads are all fantastic too. So uh, Spinal Tap. Uh, vote for Spinal Tap, and Spinal Tap is moving on. We're on to our next fight. It is Galaxy Quest versus The Meaning of Life, uh, and I'm going to go with every sperm is sacred. Fuck you, Galaxy Quest. Fuck you in your fucking ass. Uh, sorry for the fucking vulgarity. Um, yeah, Meaning of Life. Andy? You know, um, I got to say, I think I I respect Monty Python very much in terms of like just the sheer amount of uh, how long they've been going for, the amount of uh, stuff they put out, the quality of it. But honestly, I have to vote for Galaxy Quest. It just it, that that movie just resonates so much more with me than anything that Monty Python's done. Uh, maybe if I was British, it would be different. <laughs> Josh, um, this is a tough one for me because I, you know, what is the meaning of life? And the answer, Tim Allen. So a vote for Galaxy Quest, Mike. Uh, this is tough. I do love both of these movies. Um, I, you know, and I'm still kind of debating it in my own head. Uh, I'm going to go with meaning of life because even though galaxy quest resonates on a very specific level with me because of the geek references, meaning of life. Um, and the, one of the reasons I chose this over, um, Holy grail, in addition to just, you know, other things getting a lot of, of love, this is the, I mean, this is a kind of a big thinking movie. Um, it actually does start to try and, and comedically, you know, pose that question about the meaning of life. I mean, it's a little bit, it's weirdly more philosophical. We forget that most of the guys in Monty Python, with the exception of the American, uh, came from like Oxford, Oxford and Cambridge. And they're very, very intelligent people. And, and they worked a lot of really smart humor and uh, philosophical references and stuff in there. And it, it was along with incredibly ridiculous, silly things like fat men exploding because they ate too much. So that that breadth of humor all in the same movie is something that very, very few movies uh, can do. So um, meaning of life. It is all tied up. It comes down to you, Devram. Which one is moving on? Uh, between the two of these, I'm going to have to vote Galaxy Quest. I, I love that movie so much. Um, like I said, if it had been a different Monty Python, I probably would have voted for it. But uh, for Galaxy Quest. Galaxy Quest is moving on. We're on to our next fight. It's for a spot in the final four. And at this point, the great eight, with the exception of one movie here, anyone. Did you say them, grape ape? No, great eight. Jeez Louise, the great eight. Uh, with the exception of one of the movies on here, I would say that any one of them I could easily, I would I'd be absolutely fine with it being best comedy. Uh, but Andy, this one is yours, grape ape. Uh, Blazing Saddles versus all of me. Mmm, grapes. Um, so I think that uh, between these two, uh, I'm going to go with Blazing Saddles. Um, yeah, that's my pick. Josh? Um, for my next impression, Jesse Owens. Another <laughs> vote for Blazing Saddles. Mike? Uh, every, every logical bit of me says blazing saddles and i'm going to do something even stupider by saying but my heart tells me all of me because it's just so much funnier has more heart 
And uh, at the end of the day, uh, Steve Martin, I, I prefer, even though Blazing Sales has an incredible cast, uh, I like Steve Martin more than every single person in Blazing Saddles. So um, all of me. Devro? Uh, for me, it's also all of me. I do not like Blazing Saddles at all. It is all tied up, and it comes down to just me. Um, Damn. Do I put out the only bit of Richard Pryor that made the list, which is uh, Blazing Saddles? I was going to say, I think this is the last movie with uh, with a brother in the lead it, that's left in the list, right? Uh, well, yeah, because it's a movie about comedy and Black people aren't funny, obviously. <laughs> uh, for those of you listening, I am a black person. That was a joke. Um, no, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. He's wearing a MAGA hat. <laughs> I'm not Kanye West. Um, ah, Either way, there were, there were almost no women on this list, so we at least got that right. Oh, yeah, obviously. Jesus Christ. There were, wait, but we get to save it. I get to save it right here by voting for all of me because it has Lily Tomlin, who is yes. not only... A woman. She is a gay woman, a proud gay woman, and she's fucking hilarious and fantastic. Like, oh my god! And she's the lead of the fucking movie with Steve Martin. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> with Steve Martin. <laughs> well, it, 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 co-lead. They are co-leads. She's not a uh, co-star. Go- Ghostbusters had four strong independent females and you guys got rid of it just like that <laughs> and now you're bragging about one gay woman get out of here with this business all of me is already into the next round it's in the final four we're on to our next fight uh josh this one is yours it is clerks versus cable guy oh you know it's um one of those things where you know uh i'm not even supposed to be here today Get her done! <laughs> Another vote for Cable Guy. I'm sorry, Devro, for his shouting. Oh, Mike? Uh, this this really is tough. Um, on one hand, I, I want to vote for Clerks because it is uh, more Kevin Smith. Uh, on the other hand, I want to vote for Cable Guy because then Josh can keep doing that get her done thing. Uh, so, yeah, I'll vote for Cable Guy. A vote for Cable Guy. Dev? I detest Cable Guy, so I'm going to go Clerks. A vote for Clerks. Um, This one is kind of difficult because, as I said earlier, I do quote the shit out of Cable Guy. Uh, Can I have a fork? They didn't have a fork in Medieval Times, so we don't have forks at Medieval Times. But they have Pepsi? Like... He was speaking something foreign. It was something distinctly Asian. It was Asian. <laughs> There's background shit in that movie going on that's so fucking funny. I love it. But I work in retail. And I've dealt with the uh, milkmaids, the egg ladies. I've dealt with those people. And that's what Clerks is really about. The weird people that come in to buy things in strange ways. You mean Snowball? Uh, so I'm going to go with Clerks. It is all tied up. It comes down to you, Andy. Oh, man. Tie-breaking vote. So, yeah, I'm going to go with Clerks. And I say that because, you know, Jim Carrey has obviously done a lot of work 
And um, but you know, I don't think that uh, the Cable Guy has been the, one of the movies of his that has really stuck in the psyche as much. Uh, I know it's got a cult following, but when you when you think about um, you know how much movies influence pop, uh, popular culture and how much they kind of worm their way into the mythos, I think Clerks definitely wins out, and that's that's why I'm going to go with Clerks. And Clerks is in the final four. Mike, this one is yours. It is Groundhog Day versus Anchorman. Yeah, again, this is uh, pretty easy. It's Bill Murray versus uh, Will Ferrell. Um, and yeah, there were a lot of other funny people in the movie. Uh, but yeah, I, I was one of the people, I, I thought it was funny. I laughed at it. Um, it never really struck me the way it struck everybody else, um, whereas Groundhog Day did. And, uh, and it is quintessential bill murray uh it is, it is the distillation of all the other bill murray characters into into one and uh and it's actually just a really smart clever movie um it is a definitely the better movie of the two of them um so yeah and also because my mom's in it oh vote for groundhog's day uh Deborah. uh for me it's gonna be groundhog day as well Fuck you both. I'm voting for Anchorman. Uh, Andy? You know, I've been, a, I've sort of been in on the side of Anchorman so far up through the bracket, but now that it's Anchorman versus Groundhog Day, I have to give the vote to Groundhog Day. I mean, Bill Murray, I mean, I, Will Ferrell's funny in a lot of things, but I think when you look at just the sheer talent, uh, Bill Murray's got all over him. Plus, as others have said, the heart in Groundhog Day and, um, you know, just sort of the emotional impact is so much better than it is in uh, in Anchorman. I mean, Groundhog Day is one of those movies that really sticks with you beyond just the the, the funny moments and the jokes. It you know the, the overall message of the movie just really kind of sticks with you. Whereas you know, An- Anchorman is very is maybe a little funnier in some ways. And this is, I think, again, where where Mike was saying the difference between the funniest movie and and, and the best comedy. And so, uh, since we're going with best comedy, I, I gotta give it to Groundhog Day. Yeah, a vote for Groundhog Day. Uh, Josh. Baxter, you came back. I like that you opened your microphone while you were still looking for the whole quote. <laughs> Vote for Anchorman. But Groundhog Day is moving on. We're on to our last fight for the last spot in the final four. Debram, it's yours. It is Final Tap versus Galaxy Quest. Uh, super easy for me. Galaxy Quest all the way. Super easy for me, too. This is Spinal Tap, motherfuckers. Andy? No contest for me, Galaxy Quest. Josh? Can I tell you guys a story? (laughs) Uh, Sure. In ancient times, hundreds of years before the dawn of history, lived a strange race of people, the Druids. No one knows who they were or what they were doing but their legacy remains hewn into the living rock of Stonehenge. That is a vote for Spinal Tap. It is all tied up. Comes down to you, Mike. Which one is moving on? You know, it's a fine line between clever and stupid, and uh, Spinal Tap walks it. So Spinal Tap. This is Spinal Tap is in the final four. We've got All of Me versus Clerks, Groundhog Day versus Spinal Tap, and who am I going to pick to go first? Hey, Andy, 
you get to go first on this one. All of me versus Clerks. Well, um, whew. I, 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 I got to go with Clerks still. Um, again, because All of Me is something that I've never really watched. Clerks is. Um, but also, I just... I really think that the the whole concept uh, of doing sort of the slice of life comedy um, that doesn't that makes it, it, it clerks is effective at finding the absurdity in actual like everyday life and there's not anything that's like too cartoonish cartoonishly over the top and anything like that in clerks and but it's still really funny I, I find it's amazing uh, because of that so yeah clerks for me. Josh, I don't think you talked at all that time, Josh. Uh-oh, Josh's microphone is not working, not working. So we'll come back to you, Josh. Mike? Uh, this one, this is it. Um, but ultimately, I'm going to stick with all of me. Um, it, Steve Martin's uh, comedic output, I think, is far superior to Kevin Smith's, even though I do love Kevin Smith. Um, Clerks, is very, Clerks is very, very funny. And, uh, and certainly relatable, but, you know, a lot of that humor comes from us kind of going, oh, yeah, I've been there, that sucked. Whereas All of Me is funny just because it's funny, uh, because it's the absurdity of the situation. Um, it's not something that you relate to unless you're someone whose body has been, or at least half your body has been possessed by a, a dead uh, millionaire. Um, it's, a, it's a really small group that I think sort of fits into that. Uh, and so to make people resonate with something uh, that is that distant to them just because so much of the movie is just just really down to those amazing performances. Also directed by Carl Reiner, whose uh, comedy skills and and geek cred uh, far, far, far outweigh Kevin Smith's, and I think even Kevin Smith would admit to that. So as much as I love Kirk Clerks on a personal level, um, it's it's not as great a movie as All of Me. A vote for All of Me. Josh, it sounded like your microphone might have been working. Am I back? You are back. Hey, all of me loves all of you. So that was a vote for all of me. Dev? By John Legend. By John Legend. Uh, all of me might be a funnier movie, but I love Clerks, so I'm going to vote Clerks. Oh, it's all tied up and it comes down to me. Yeah. You know, the, the, the movie that... Uh... I, I grew to love as an adult, which is all of me. I saw it as a kid. Or the movie that, the first movie I loved as an adult, Clerks. Mm, this is difficult. This is very difficult. Which one? Do I, I don't quote all of me at all. I don't. I do quote, quote Clerks all the time. Another one of those seminal movies. But I'm going to go with All of Me. All of Me is into the finals. Josh, since your microphone is working, we don't know for how long. This one is yours. It is Groundhog Day versus Final Tap. Stop wasting my time. You know what I want. Give me some money. A vote for Spinal Tap. Mike? Uh, yeah, I will. Uh, I will stick with Spinal Tap. Uh, it is. It is not just uh, a funny movie. Uh, it is a. It is a smart movie. Uh, Groundhog Day is a great movie, and I and I, I do love it. But uh, Spinal Tap just uh, takes it up to the next level. I mean, we. It 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 is actually a, a pretty amazing um, look at 
at the the music and the musicians and, and the music is really good and the music is really funny i mean it's just it's a much harder thing to make work and they made it work so spinal tap devrum uh for me it's groundhog day mike ortiz voted against his mom I'm not going to do that. Your mom was a great woman. I'm going to vote for Groundhog Day. It is all tied up. It comes down to you, Andy. Which one is going to get the other spot in the final? <laughs> so uh, I'm going to vote for Groundhog Day uh, because Final Tap bumped off Galaxy Quest. Uh, but uh, that being said, it's a tough choice. But yeah, definitely for me, Groundhog Day. And... Really? Nobody's going to try and sway anybody on this one? All right. Groundhog Day is in the final fight. It's all of me versus... I wrote it down, all of men. Uh, versus Groundhog Day. Um, let's go to you, Dev. Which one? Uh, yeah, for me, Groundhog Day. I'm going to continue the trend. Uh, I'm going to go backwards. Mike! Uh, let's see. Um, I love both these movies. It's Bill Murray versus Steve Martin. Uh, my mom's in Groundhog Day. Uh, I did vote against it once already. Uh, he voted for Groundhog Day. Yes, he did. Okay, so then I'll 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 vote for all of me to uh, maintain the balance. Maintaining the balance. Uh, Andy? Uh, I'm going to go with Groundhog Day on this one. Um, and Again, when it comes down to it, a uh, movie I have seen multiple times and really like versus movie I've never seen. Um, but also, and this is, again, personal thing, but if you're going to have me watch random Bill Murray movie versus random Steve Martin movie, I'd pick the Bill Murray movie every time. A vote for misogyny in Groundhog Day. Uh, I will be voting for Lily Tomlin in all of me because Lily Tomlin is a fabulous comedian. Uh, Nine to five probably could have made it on this list. That was a good movie. Uh, trying to think of her other her oeuvre, the incredible shrinking woman. Uh, but it is all tied up. And it comes down to the number one wild card that Geek Fights has ever had, Mr. Josh Van Valkenburg, which is the best comedy of all time for now. Oh, when you look at the legacy of filmmaking, when you look at the the uh, the major motion pictures, box office, uh, you look at home video sales, merchandising, there's only one movie that comes up every single time. When you think of the plushies, the action figures, the video games, you think of the remakes and the demakes, the novelizations, the soundtrack, the uh, music from and inspired by the motion picture. There's only one movie that comes up. That's Groundhog's Day. Groundhog's Day. Uh, they made it the remake, Wild Hogs. Um, it was a little crazy, but, you know, Bill Murray, he signed off on it. And, uh, you know, there you go. Funniest movie of all time, highest rated movie of all time on IMDb, if you look it up at this moment. Um, Rotten Tomatoes, 100 out of 100, 10 out of 10, best one. And um, there you go. 
did Groundhog Day is our winner? Did didn't we just have Groundhog Day be the winner like three episodes ago? Uh no, Scrooged, but it didn't win because okay. it was beaten by a movie that was never made. Okay, that's right. That's <laughs> Although right. Groundhog Day did win our best time travel movie. Okay, Whew. just checking. Uh, Groundhog Day is the winner, but as always, we are absolutely wrong. Uh, it was Hot Fuzz. Or it was uh, the Big Lebowski, or it was any number of movies that stripes, spaceballs. We, we didn't talk about that. The shit. jerk. See, uh, that's uh, that's what it is. It's best comedy. Uh, people have things they like to plug. Josh, do you have anything you'd like to plug? Uh, yeah, sure. Um, past couple months have been kind of a recluse offline and everything like that. Um. I'm going to get back to uh, doing streaming stuff on twitch.tv slash historic hair. If you want to watch, uh, do a lot of board games and uh, party games and stuff like that. So real interactive stuff. Come on board. We'll, we'll love to have you. Andy, time to do some more plug-in. Oh, yeah, plug-in. So in addition to catching me on the Exploding Dice Radio podcast on the esteemed Freebooters Network, you can also track me down at uh, www.manbattlestations.com. That's where I host the podcast I do with my uh, buddy Greg about all things naval wargaming. In addition, you'll find a a forum there and a blog that I try to update eh, once every week or so. Uh, You can also find us on uh, YouTube and uh, Facebook um, for both Exploding Dice Radio and Man Battle Stations. Although, I'll warn you, I don't tend to update, I uh, don't put a lot of stuff on YouTube. So there's, uh, my YouTube channels need a little loving. But uh, if you're interested at all, you can find me there. <laughs> Devrum, tell us stuff about Freebooters again. Uh, well, join us at thefreebootersnetwork.com or you can find us on free, uh, Facebook at the Freebooters Network. Um, I think we've got a Twitter account as well, but I don't know. Uh, we're also on YouTube. Um, the stuff you'll find on YouTube is completely different than the stuff you'll find on the website. So we don't actually active, uh, uh, do any of our, our podcasts on, on YouTube. But the stuff on YouTube is purely videos. Uh, mainly it's 40, Warhammer 40K related at the moment. Uh, but I'm sure we'll be expanding that as we get uh, more people joining in. So please come and join us. Mr. Ortiz. Uh, if you would like to be on the panel, just contact us on Facebook or Twitter or at geekfights at gmail.com. Don't forget to rate and review us and the Freebooters Network on Apple Podcast. Because that's a thing. Oh, I almost, I almost forgot real quick. Um, if you guys could go back and check out um, uh, zodcomplex.com uh, and lifedaftertrack.com. Um, those are two uh, real, real good ones. <laughs> they don't you know, know that. Zodcomplex.com is now a uh, like some cat. <laughs> Someone's cat whose name was Zod. They made oh. a website for him. Those are those are old podcasts. Um, don't forget uh, Into the Batcave. Into the Batcave, <laughs> which is still available. You can still listen to me and Brian Townsend like do commentary for like. The first, like, is that still on? Is that still up? Uh, we don't host it, but there's another website that hosts it where you can actually find Into the Batcave. Really? Wow. Yeah. I have all the episodes if anybody wants them. Nobody wants them. Or if you ever want to repost them. 
I have all the episodes. I don't want to repost them. Uh, Just ooh. post the friggin' episodes, guy. Does this work? I don't think so. Uh, I hear you. Oh, okay. Because I, I switched over, but I'm still holding the push to talk. So, Because uh, I'm trying to read the script. Because I don't remember what I'm supposed to say here, but my push to talk is the down button. So it's just moving the page down. <laughs> and I can't see. Well, don't forget to rate and review. I said that. I know, but I'm starting from the, st- from the top. Oh, no. It's out on Facebook. No. Freebootersnetwork.com. Our old podcast can still be downloaded from Apple Podcasts and uh, geekfights.podbean.com. So oh. until next time. Keep fighting the geek fight. Good night. Oh. Night.